Hey guys, what's going on? David Durang here, here with another travel video. Now today's video is about an airline who has the worst reputation in the United States. So guys, thank you for coming back. As I said before, I'm gonna decode an airline who has the worst reputation in the United States. And when I ask people, hey, what is that airline that you hate? And you always hear Spirit Airline. And for many years, I wondered, how true is this? Because I know from my personal experience of working airline aviation industry, customers at times are dissatisfied with some of the service due to issues that are outside of the airlines hands, whether it's the weather, whether it's a mechanical issue. So I always took it with a grain of salt. And at one point I said, you know what? I'll do my own research and I'll really try to decode who's right. Is it you guys out there or is it the airline? So without further ado, let's take a look at Spirit Airlines history. Now in 1964, Spirit Airline wasn't even called Spirit. And it wasn't even an airline. It was just a trucking company. And in 1974, they changed their name to Ground Air Transfer. Now in 1983, uh, Ground Air Transfer Inc. changed its name to Charter One. So now they went from a trucking company to a charter company. In 1990, Charter One began service to Boston and Providence, Rhode Island. So now after that, Charter One, as they started growing little by little, they started to buy jet aircraft, to add to their fleet so they can kind of service some, you know, commercial accounts. Here's a first red flag. In 1994, Spirit Airline overbooked flights and 1,400 customers were left stranded. And this happened mainly because Spirit Airline gave the wrong information to the, the travel agencies. And you know, back in the day, that's how people used to set up their flights. They used to go to a travel agency. I remember my father doing that and that's how they would get their flights. Nowadays, you don't need them. That was the middleman. Now you go online, one, two, three, pay with your card and you have a flight. In 06, Spirit started going to other destinations. Grand Cayman Island, San Francisco, Boston. 07, Sprint applied with the DOT to be able to see if they can fly to places like Haiti, Venezuela, the Netherlands, and Costa Rica. March 6, 2007, that's when Spirit decided that they were going to be an ultra low fare carrier as we know them to be today. When you think of a cheap airline, you do think of Spirit, you may think of Frontier, and a Legion. When you fly with those cheap companies, they start to charge you for everything. So they, if you want to select your seat or if you want to sign a train, a soda might cost you $3, a coffee might cost you 2 If you want to sit in an owl seat, you might have to pay for that. So every little thing that they can monetize off, they would because of the cheap flight. Even if you want to print your boarding pass at the ticket counter, that wasn't free as it is today. It's about like a $10 charge, but you can use the kiosk. Spirit became the first US airline to charge passengers for carry-on bags. So in 09, pilots came together and 98% of the pilots said that they would strike. At the time, those, sp those Spirit pilots were among the lowest paid Airbus kind of pilots out there. Airbus is a type of plane, so they were the lowest paid. June 12, 2010, Spirit grounded all of their flights because their pilots went on strike and this stranded thousands of passengers. So if you got a whole airline, everybody's on strike and passengers can't get to where they're going and they pay for their ticket, this 
this can be a red flag coming up. So June 20th, 2010, Spirit Plus was uh, renamed as Big Front Seat and the business class service was discontinued. I don't know how this goes, but it reminds me of JetBlue where they have Mint and they have these other seating or bigger seats. They don't call it first class. So that's their model. Now, another red flag in April, 2012. Now there was this older passenger who was a, a Vietnam veteran to be exact. He was 76 years old. He was told by his doctor, he can't fly. He had a, a form of cancer. He told the airline he needed a refund. These cheap airlines have, as many airlines, they have strict refund policies. So the guy wanted his 197 back and they said they couldn't do it. It was circling around in the veteran community and different organizations, as well as the media it's getting out of hand. So the CEO personally gave him back his money as well as made a $5,000 donation to Wounded Warrior Project. So Spirit kind of lost in that battle because all that negative attention over less than $200. So to some good news in 2014, Morgan Stanley named Spirit as the top growth airline for investor. I guess at that point they were making a little money. November 2017, Spirit on-time performance was second in the country behind Delta. Delta, American United, you would expect them to have good ratings. So for Spirit to be number two, sounds pretty good. Like they're slowly trying to improve. February, 2018, Spirit was named the only North American airline to be on the list of the top 10 safest airlines in the world, which is pretty good, especially for a low fare company in May, 2018. This is the information we have here. So do you guys think that from what I let you know that that warrants uh, Spirit having a bad reputation whether it was the older gentleman who wanted his money back, whether it was the 1,400 passengers that were stranded, does that really make them the worst airline? What else are they doing that makes them the worst airline? Could it be that people don't expect to pay for check bags because they don't do that other airlines or they don't want to pay the $3 for a soda? What exactly you guys think makes them the worst? So let me know down in the comment section and we'll do a part two. See you guys.